inviting the body to relax, to relax some more. onto itself. Softening, letting go of any holding in the body. If the mind is stable, unified, present, allowing the awareness to be aware of whatever is arising and is present in this moment. If you feel that unifying, calming, tethering the mind can be helpful, can be helpful in this moment. Allow the breath, the sensations of the breath within the body, the sensations of breathing, sensations of sitting, let them be known 
in the space of awareness. This morning, I'll be offering nine contemplations attributed 
to the Buddhist scholar Atisha from the Tibetan tradition. I'll offer each sentence and let each sentence be dropped as if into a well of your body. I will be posting them later, so no need to write them down. Just let them wash over you. No need to think about them, just the same way that the body of a bell resonates as it's hit by the striker. Let let it resonate in your body, not your head. They might also just be words or sounds. They come and go. That's okay too. Dropping in the first one in. Death is inevitable. Death is inevitable. Our lifespan is decreasing continuously. Our lifespan is decreasing continuously. Death will come 
whether or not we are prepared for it, death will come, whether or not we are prepared for it. Human life expectancy is uncertain. Human life expectancy is uncertain. There are many causes of death. There are many causes of death. The human body is fragile and vulnerable. The human body is fragile and vulnerable. At the time of death, our material resources are not of use to us. At the time of death, 
our material resources are not of use to us. Our loved ones cannot keep us from death. Our loved ones cannot keep us from death. nine contemplations. Our own body cannot help us at the time of our death. Our own body cannot help us at the time of our death.
Good morning. So the contemplations offered this morning, just a note that you don't need to think about them. Um, you just dropped your practice through the day is to be with whatever arises, just sitting, walking, breathing, being with whatever arises. There's no doing, just being with. So, And whatever needs to arise will arise in its own time. You don't have to make it happen, push it. You don't have to hold back, just whatever, being with whatever arises. And as I spoke last night with both death of loved ones and our own death, many, many emotions, many feelings come up. Grief for loved ones, grief for ourselves, but also there is fear of death that comes up when we contemplate our own passing. Fear, denial, maybe not wanting to go there, not wanting to think about it. And all of those, all of these, there's, there's, they can be, you might notice, the cycles I was talking about, and it has a name, purity, purification cycle. So purification is when things come up, when emotions, when strong feelings come up that, that are there, they need to be purified. So they come up and we sit with them, we sit with them, we hold them, we hold them to the best we can. Or if they're overwhelming, we titrate, we take a step back, we stabilize. And then after that, there might be a purity cycle where there is more capacity to be with. There is more acceptance. There is more ease, holding, being with what just arose. And these cycles might repeat. These purification, purity cycles might repeat many, many, many times and going deeper and deeper and holding more and more. So we have time for questions, comments this morning about your practice, about anything, the talk, instructions. Please. Can you say more about not needing to know? Last night you talked about Yeah. Not very helpful. Yeah. Craving, you know, information and what's going to happen. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah. Um, so the question is about last night I spoke about not needing to know what's going to happen. So, and, um, and you, you have this feeling, this craving. So tell me more about how that is for you. Tell me more how...
like to just uh, accept not knowing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You actually put it quite beautifully yourself, I think, in a way you answered the question. I appreciate the inner wisdom that came up for you as I asked you and said, um, and I repeat that um, there's a lot of uncertainty about what's going to happen and this feeling of lack of control uh, to what's going to happen to my body as I age, as as I die. And what's, what's going to happen? There's this sense of anxiety that comes up from wanting to know, wanting to control, and your, your wish to, to accept, to make peace with not knowing, with not having control. And just as you said, that is the ultimate, that is the practice. That is the ultimate practice, making peace with whatever there is, and there will be. That's the crux of it. It's right there. Yeah, yeah, please. Um, Yeah, it's a great question, and especially if you're someone who likes to read and learn that way, because we all do, and it's great to have a lot of information. It's great to know, and there's a lot we know and there's a lot we don't know. And it's really not getting rid of the knowing. It, knowing is good. It's just, we only know so little, really. Um, and so if you want to look at a really great book, you could read Krishnamurti, who's a spiritual teacher in the last century, who wrote a great book called Freedom from the Known which, of course, I never read. <laughs> because, because I didn't want to... He nailed it in the title. I didn't want to know everything he said about it. And so there's something about not knowing. What, one other thing is just, like, pay attention to what life is like when you don't know what's going to happen in the next moment, and what it's like when you think you know it's what's going to happen in the next moment. And it starts to, it can start to um, increase the appreciation of the freshness of not knowing, as opposed to the often staleness of thinking that we know.
I want to have time to know and do all these things that I'm going to regret if I and anyway, so I've been going through this experience of if I don't know, then I need to do all this stuff. I need to like talk to my family every day. I need to what are those regrets about the that up and then I just start feeling overwhelmed with uh, I think with how I think I'm supposed to live, not knowing, but that seems like there's just too much to it. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that, Joey. Is there anyone who did not hear the comment? Great. Yeah, what what you uh, describe with a lot of clarity is <clears throat> is both this wish for knowing. I mean, we want it's so helpful to know when we're going to die, right? We can plan, but guess what? It it could be an accident. It could be a meter. Who knows? And, and what happens with, with oh, l- letting these tasks, um, letting them be for when I know, that's when I will do it. Putting them off, putting off talking with the family or doing the, what you need to do instead of, I have to do it all now, f- feeling overwhelmed. So putting off so I can do whatever, you know, check email a million times. Um, yeah versus, oh, I need to do all of this now. So, so, and this is great that you're going through this to see the, the range and there is a happy medium, right, of knowing what needs to be done now on an ongoing basis, just on, and also making peace with things that will be left undone. We will all die with to-do lists. We will. Things that are unfinished. Just accept that. Say a little more. Are you talking about ND, uh, near-death experiences, or what? Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. appreciate the question that you bring it in. Uh, I'll tell you um, personally my experience, having been really curious about death and, and with a lot of death contemplation, I've, I've read a lot of those accounts, the near-death experiences. They're called NDEs. There are hundreds of them on the web. They're books. They're, they're people who've collected them, written books from different uh, religious backgrounds and nationalities and comparing the similarities and differences. So it's been an interest of mine. And I think it is interesting to read them, know about them, 
and to also hold them lightly with a don't know mind, because we really don't know. But it's interesting to see the similarities, and my scientist mind says, oh, that's interesting, and here's another case of, you know, that there's some very interesting controlled cases too, um, and maybe we can bring those in, we'll, we'll discuss, but, but maybe after the retreat, if you're interested, again, reading them, knowing about them, and then holding them with a don't know mind. Yeah. Personally, I found them to be interesting to me in my practice with that don't-know mind. Yeah. Yeah, please. That's a very long question <laughs> for me to answer, really. But, uh, yes. <laughs> no, no I'm, I mean that sincerely. It changed my relationship to death and it changed my practice. But, but even, and see, here's where it gets a little complicated. You know, here, I'll say it this way, but it... I never came back. So that's part of the paradox. So Eugene died in some way in that accident. And, you know, and I'm here, right? But not who I was before at all. And yet, some of the fabric of who I was, is also here, but it's just never been the same deal since then. And so, you know, on one hand, it cha yeah, totally changed my relationship, but it was like, oh no, everything was brand new. So, um, we should uh, move on. Um, we have a few announcements, just a couple of announcements this morning. One is um, some people have asked for more yoga and uh, for more movement. And uh, planning for the retreat, Eugene and I discussed, and we realized that if we had more yoga, two sessions, the retreat would be too full. It would be too much doing because we already have contemplation in the afternoon. And so we want you to just have spacious time. Um, so that's the reason for it. And if your body needs more uh, yoga and movement, there is the hall downstairs with yoga equipment, stretching equipment available. So if your body needs that, avail yourself. You don't need permission from us, please. Then, um, request about um, being in the hall as, as we start to get more and more into the retreat and we start to get more and more quiet. Um, it becomes more important to really take care of each other in the way of, for example, when you are in the hall, um, making noise. It's best not to be writing, for example, during the sits, not, or chewing gum, or, or um, if you come to a sit, 
please tell stay till the end of it. If there is a physical emergency, you really need to leave. We understand. But plan, commit to stay to the end of the retreat. And if you can, till the end of the sitting, retreat too, but end of the the sitting. And and try to come in, you you know, on time if you can. Just minimize the sound, the impact on each other um, in the hall. As well as Again, as we get more quiet, for those who are ringing the bell, um, ringing it very lightly, it's enough, you know. If you bang it the first time, you know, you can't take that back. <laughs> but, but if you bang it too softly and no one hears it, you know, the next one can be maybe a little louder, right? So, so be kind to each other. Great. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.